Welcome to the Top Shelf Cookie Sniper Hockey Card Podcast. Welcome to the Top Shelf Cookie Sniper Hockey Card Podcast. I'm your host, Jay, and if you're tuning in to listen to someone talk about hockey cards, well, you've found the right place. In today's episode, we will discuss my top three best flips I've had in the past couple of years. But to go along with that, I'm going to also share with you my top three worst flips that I've had in the same time period. So this way we'll get to see kind of both ends of the spectrum, the positive and the negative. In our next segment, we will revisit the Top Shelf Cookie Sniper flow chart. We will be looking at a couple of more teams to add to that chart and again, see the overall effect of how good a team is in relation to the player's Young Guns cards that we'll be discussing. And for the final segment, we will look at some pickups that I've had this week to go along with a couple of trades that I've had. So it's going to be a fun episode, so let's get right into it. But before we get right into it, just a quick reminder that the Top Shelf Cookie Sniper Hockey Card Podcast is by no way, shape, or form a financial advice podcast when it comes to hockey cards. It's just a nice, pleasant individual who likes to discuss his thoughts and opinions on hockey cards and hockey in general. Alright, and to start off our episode, we're going to look into, as I mentioned before, my top three best flips, as well as my top three worst flips in the last couple of years. So let's start off with my three worst flips that I've had in the past few years. At number three on this list, I purchased a Logan Thompson PSA 10 Young Guns. About, I'd say, uh, the beginning of last season, I I had high hopes that, uh, you know, he would be one of those top goalies in the league because I thought Vegas was a contender that year. So I paid $150 for that Logan PSA 10 Young Gun. Well, fast forward to the end of the season and even to today, I can probably get that card for about $50 right now. So as you can see, I took an overall loss on that card of $100. Now, Hopefully Logan has a uh, little bit of a comeback this year. He had some difficulties last year. I still think that he can be a top goalie in the league. But at number three, worst flip that I had was my Logan Thompson PSA 10 Young Guns card. Now coming in at number two on my three worst flips of all time, I purchased a case of 2021-22 Upper Deck Series two they were the metal tins now in this case there were 12 tins now i paid 215 dollars us for that case of upper deck series two hockey tins there are 12 in each case which breaks down to about 18 dollars per tin and the reason why i bought this is uh, that you're at my local walmart i was getting these things for about 25 to 30 dollars a tin so 
it seemed like a good deal to me. Now what happened when I opened all those tins? Well, those tins were not very good to me at all. After I opened every one of those tins, the overall value of cards that I had that I had pulled from those tins came out to about $105. I did get a Mason McTavish Young Gun, so that was kind of the highlight of it, but the rest of the Young Guns were those, you know, one, two, three dollar Young Guns that haven't quite taken off yet. So when it was all said and done, I paid $215 for it. I only got about $105 worth of cards, which gave me a negative return of $110 on that case of Upper Deck Series 2 tin. And the number one worst flip that I've ever done in the past couple of years was a couple of years ago I decided I wanted to get into the Austin Matthews market. Now this was back when Austin Matthews was performing at a very high level and his cards were going at a quite considerably higher number than they are right now. So I had purchased the 2016-17 Austin Matthews PSA 9. Now what I had done was the individual wanted about $700 for the card. Now mind you this was about two and a half years ago. So what I did is I worked out a trade with him where I gave him $300 in cash and about $400 in trade. A bunch of loose cards, raw young guns, things like that. Well, how did I do? I still have that card today. I, I do have it uh, in the vault. But as I look at the value today, I can pick up one PSA 9 for roughly between $375 and $400. So as it stands right now, I am in the hole for $300 on this Austin Matthews PSA 9. Now with that being said, I totally intend to hold on to this card. I'm actually thinking about cracking it and having it regraded. I've looked at it a number of times over and this card looks pretty clean, so I think I'm going to possibly regrade it. But as it stands right now, even though I haven't flipped his card yet, I am in the hole for that Austin Matthews at $300, and that puts that at the number one spot on my worst deals so far. Okay, enough with the depressing talk of how much money I've lost on a couple of deals. Now let's get up and talk about some good deals that I've made when it comes to flipping cards or investments. So starting at number three, last year I purchased two Jack Hughes 2019-20 Young Guns rookie cards, both of them BGS 9.5. Now I was able to get a deal for both of these where I paid $90 for each. So I paid $180 total for these two Jack Hughes Upper Deck Young Guns Cards BGS 9.5. So my thought going into it when I purchased these is I looked them over very closely and again I thought that these 9.5s could turn out to be PSA 10s. So I did that. I cracked them out of their BGS cases and I submitted them to PSA and wouldn't you know it both of them came back. PSA 10s. So what's the financial end of this? So I paid again 180 for both of them. Now if you add in the $25 I paid for each one of them to be graded, I am into both of those cards for $230. Now when I sold both of these, I sold both of the PSA 10s. This was at the end of last season, right before the playoffs. I sold them each for about $290 each. So I came out with a $580 selling price. Now if you take out the $230 I had in it before, I have a profit total of $350. So that's the number three best flip I had. Let's move up to number two. Number two, I bought 
four Matty Beneers Young Guns cards at $60. Now, I'm sure a lot of people are listening to this episode going, wait a minute, how'd you get four Matty Beneers Young Guns cards for $60? It was part of a bigger deal, so that was the value of those cards. Um, when the deal was finally made, he gave me a little bit more off of those cards. And this was before, you know, Matty Beneers kind of took off in that season, so you didn't really value them as high as a lot of people did later on the season. Again, I paid $60 for them, and I'd sent all of them in to be graded for PSA, and this was during the $15 special. So total, I was into those four for $110. Well, they all came back PSA 10s. I then went on to sell all four of them for an average of $215 each at the end of last season, right before the Rookie of the Year was announced, and again, sold them for $215 each, which gave me a total of $645 that I sold them for. And if you take out the $110 that I was into the cards previous, it's a nice profit of $535 US for those four Matty Beneers cards. And that brings us to the number one best flip or investment I've had in the past years. Now, if you listen to this podcast, I referenced this uh, in one of the earlier episodes, but I purchased at the beginning of last year 12 Linus Allmark Upper Deck Young Guns cards. All 12 of them I paid $110 for. So they came out to about $9 each. Now again, this is before the season. This is before the Bruins made their run. I, I thought he was going to be a great goalie. Not as good as he turned out to be, except for their loss in the Stanley Cup playoffs, but I digress. But I thought he'd be better than that $9 average. So I was into all those cards. Once I sent them into PSA, I sent in eight of them total. So so with that, I'm into all 12 of those cards being sent into PSA for $170. Now my return on those was I got two PSA 8s and six PSA 10s. Now those six PSA 10s, I sold each and every one of them as the season was going on and as he was getting hotter and hotter for an average of $200 each. So when all of those were sold, the PSA 10s, I had $1,200 that I made on them. If you minus the $170 that I was into them previous, it gives me a nice little profit of $1,000 and $30. And that by far was my greatest flip in the hockey card market as we speak. I just hit it just right. I got some PSA 10s back. I bought it at a cheap price before that and I sold it when he was at his peak. So hockey cards are like any other cards. It's just what the market's doing at that time or that player's doing at that time. And sometimes you have to hold them and sometimes you have to let them go for a little less than you wanted to. And sometimes like myself, you happen to hit it just right and make a nice profit on them. It's time for the Top Shelf Cookie Sniper That's right. It's time for everybody's favorite, the Top Shelf Cookie Sniper Hockey Card Podcast Flow Chart. We're going to update three more teams on that list today. And just a quick reminder what we're doing here is we're taking the top three offensive players of each team, the top defensemen off each team, and the top goaltender off each team. And we're looking at their PSA 10 Young Guns values as they stand, adding them all up, getting a total for each team, as well as an average. And then we're going to compare each team to see where each team stands in relations to their top young guns. Now, one thing we're going to change is a number of people 
people said, you know what, we don't need to hear the stats on all these players. So what we're going to do is we're just going to give you the players, what their PSA 10 pop count is, and the value so we can move this along. So the first team we're going to discuss today is the Dallas Stars. Now Dallas's top three offensive players that are on the roster currently are Jason Robertson, Jamie Benn, and Joe Pavelski. The top defenseman is Mira Heiskanen, and the top goalie is Jake Ottinger. Now if we look at Jason Robertson's PSA 10 pop count, it is at 1,164. And on average right now, his PSA 10 young gun sells for about 175 US. Moving on to Jamie Benn, his PSA 10 pop count is 88. And his PSA 10 young gun sells for an average of $85. Finally, Joe Pavelski has a pop count of 75 and his Young Guns PSA 10 sells on average for about 150. Moving on to Mira Heiskanen, his pop count is 1,028. Now his value on average, it sells for $60. And finally, the goalie Jake Ottinger has a PSA 10 pop count of 924 and sells on average for $80. So if we add all of those up, all five come out to about $550 total. So you have to spend about $550 to get one of each of their rookie cards as a PSA 10 form. Now that comes out to an average of $110. Now other than Jason Robertson, uh, they've got some really great talent on there. I mean, Rope Hints is, is a guy I think that's going to make a jump this year. You know, the older guys, Jamie Ben Pavelski, are, you know, they're a nice piece to that puzzle. But again, they have good goal scoring good defense, and they have a great goaltender. So this team is on the rise as far as not only the team, but I think the values when it comes to these cards. Now, on the other side of the spectrum, we're going to look at the Detroit Red Wings. Now, their top three offensive players on their roster as we speak are Dylan Larkin, Lucas Raymond, and Alex Dabrinkit. Their top defenseman is Maurice Sider, and their number one goalie right now is Ville Husso. So looking at Dylan Larkin's PSA 10 pop count, he is coming in at 659, and those cards sell on average for about $100. Lucas Raymond, his PSA 10 pop count is 2,441. Now that value on average sells for about $60. Finally, Alex Dabrinkit, the latest acquisition, his PSA 10 pop count is 493, and his card, PSA 10 Upper Deck Young Gun, sells on average for about $90. Now moving on to the defenseman, Maurice Sider. His PSA 10 Young Guns pop count is 2522 His average selling price for his card is about $95 for his rookie Upper Deck Young Guns card in PSA 10 format. Now finally, the goaltender, Ville Husso, his pop count is very low. I uh, couldn't really come up with one, but his rookie card is selling on average for about $50 for that card. There's limited sales, so we're averaging out at $50 for that card. Now if you total all five of these up, their total comes out to $395 and their average for each of them is about $79. So again, here we have a team that is on the rebuild. They were pretty bad last year. They're rebuilding this year, but they got some really good players, I think, that are going to have some really nice hockey card values in the very near future. Obviously everyone's loading up on Lucas Raymond and Maurice Sider, but I myself, I'm loading up on Dylan Larkin. I 
think he's a very underrated, undervalued player as we speak at this time. So I think he will be the big jump in the upcoming years. And secondly, I think Alex DeBrincat will be someone that I would be investing in a little heavier when I see a pop count of under 500 for his PSA 10 and the type of player he is. And the final team we'll be looking at today on the Top Shelf Cookie Sniper Hockey Card Podcast flow chart is the Edmonton Oilers. Now, I bet you can all guess who the top two players are on this team. <laughs> if you don't, Connor McDavid is number one. Leon Dreisaitl is the second. And the third is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Their top defenseman is Darnell Nurse. And their top goalie going into the season is Stuart Skinner. Now, looking at Connor McDavid's PSA 10 pop count, it is sitting at 2,000. 658 and his PSA 10 Young Guns is selling on average for $2,900. Secondly, you have Leon Dreisaitl. His PSA 10 pop count is 777 and his PSA 10 Young Guns is selling on average for about $700. Finally, Ryan Nugent Hopkins. His PSA 10 pop count is 259 and they're selling on average for $160. Darnell Nurse, on the other hand, his PSA 10 pop count is only 36. They're selling on average for $85. And finally, Stuart Skinnerd, his PSA 10 pop count is 986, and they're selling for an average of $65. So if we add them all up, the total for all five of these players are $3,910, and their average for all five is $700. And 82. So here we have the example of the best player in the league. Obviously, Connor McDavid and his card value is kind of propping up this team. Now, they don't have any championships with him, so that's affecting the value of his card value. But you also have Leon Dreisel, who is a top five player in the league as well. And that's really it when it comes to them. Those are the two big names on the team. Everyone else is kind of deep in the shadows. So for this team to really make a jump as far as the other players are concerned, they have to make deeper runs towards the Stanley Cup in the playoffs or maybe even get to the Stanley Cup finals and either make a great run or win one finally for the greatest player in the NHL. So there you have it. We added a couple more teams to the Top Shelf Cookie Sniper Hockey Card Podcast flow chart. Now you can check out where the other teams that we've discussed have fallen. If you go to my Instagram page at Top Shelf Cookie Sniper Podcast, you can see all the teams we've discussed up until now and where they fall on the chart. And for the final segment, I'm going to talk about a couple of pickups or trades that I made this week. And the first one I'm going to start off with is a deal that I made on my card post. If you don't know what it is, this is a website you can go on and you can either buy or trade for hockey cards. It's a platform that I use quite regularly. They are not a paid sponsor. They're just a site that I like to use. Now on that site, what I purchased was a Shane Pinto Future Watch Auto, number 458 out of 999. Now my purchase price for this card was $55. As you've heard in some of the other episodes, I'm big on Shane Pinto. I think he's going to be one of those sneaky good players in that Ottawa Senators team moving forward so I was happy to pay $55 for the Shane Pinto Future Watch Auto. Now as far as a trade that I made this past week on that same website I was able to trade for a Jason Robertson Young Guns card. In return I sent a 2018-19 Upper Deck The Cup Casey Milstadt 
patch auto out of 50. Now he valued the Jason Robertson card at about 40 to $50 and I had my card valued about $40. We both felt that that was a fair trade for the card. So again, I received a Jason Robertson Young Gun card and he received the Casey Millstap patch auto out of 50 from the cup. And for my last pickup of the week, I picked up on eBay an Austin Matthews 2016-17 Upper Deck Young Guns Rookie Card PSA 9. Yeah, that's right. I'm a sucker for punishment sometimes, but when you hear how much I paid for it, maybe you won't uh, think I did so badly. I was able to pick up this card on auction for 363 US. So again, that's an Austin Matthews PSA 9 for $363. I have his card at about $400 average selling price, so I got a little bit below what market is. But I, again, I'm huge on Austin Matthews. I just think he's a player that just had a you know, down season last year along with the team. But with the pickups they have uh, moving forward this year, I think they're going to make some noise. And I think Austin Matthews is going to bounce back. And I also believe that his card values will bounce back as well. Well, this has been another great episode. Uh, we had some fun talking about hockey cards and hockey in general. If you enjoy this podcast, you know what to do. Click like button, share it with your friends, listen regularly. Because the more people we get involved in this, the greater the community is and the more fun discussions we will have. If you've missed any of our previous episodes, you can go back to them on any of the podcast platforms that you listen listen to previous episodes as well as every Wednesday there's a new episode of the Top Shelf Cookie Sniper Hockey Card Podcast. So for the Top Shelf Cookie Sniper Hockey Card Podcast, I'm your host Jay. Thank you for stopping in and checking out the podcast and I hope that you'll check in again real soon.